You're listening to The Confidence Podcast, your one-stop shop for motivation, inspiration, and confidence to help you boldly and bravely take action on your dreams. I'm your host, Trish Blackwell, and I teach entrepreneurs and dream chasers to take action on the dream God put on their hearts. I empower go-getters to get past their stubborn insecurities so they can crush their goals, outgrow their fears, and create prosperity in their businesses and lives. It's time to rise and shine. Let's dive deep. You're listening to The Confidence Podcast, episode number 335, and I'm Trish, your confidence coach. Gosh, I'm happy you're here today. I'm especially happy if you are somebody who's ever considered yourself type A, type um, all or nothing, uh, a black and white thinker, uh, a high achiever, uh, somebody who puts a lot of pressure on yourself. Um, You might not always relate or resonate with the label perfectionism. Now you might, or you might um, find yourself really in the category of saying, I'm actually not a perfectionist, I'm a procrastinator. And I'm here to let you know today that you might be surprised to find that you might be both. That a lot of times the struggles that of one are actually the struggles of another. It's just perfectionism manifested in a different way. We're talking particularly in today's coaching session on why perfectionism prevents you from being able to be confident. More particularly, we're talking about, well, first and foremost, what is perfectionism? And do you actually struggle with it? And if you do, why do you keep using it as a cop-out and excuse? And what is that doing to you? We're going to talk about the toxic relationship between perfectionism and low self-confidence. And then how to go into recovery. Like you can consider this, you are stepping in to rehab. How do we go into rehab and recovery with perfectionism so that it doesn't hold you back any longer? I'm going to share with you some of my struggles, some of my own personal story and fight against this um, well, this quality, this this high drive and desire for excellence, that's a fantastic part of my personality that can also be taken too far um, and how I was able to break that and how I con- what I do on a, on a consistent basis to continue to stay in a place of recovery because I am a recovering and very proud recovering perfectionist. Before we dive into that though, I have a, I have a great review of the week. It is short and sweet. And so I'm going to share that and then we will dive right into the coaching here. Our review of the week is from Le Humanitain, Humanite, which is, says, thanks, five stars. And I love this. This is so sweet. This is my little contribution to your 1000 reviews goal. Thank you for all the work you put into sharing your thoughts with us. Whenever I'm feeling down or in doubt on myself, this podcast comes to the rescue, helping me to find peace and joy. I also wanted to let you know I'm not religious. But even the episodes that are, lighten my spirit and my heart. Thanks. And I got to say thank you back to you. I'm going to butcher your name. I want to say it like French. Um, because it's, 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 it's a great screen name. Um, but I just got to say, friend, thank you. Thank you for also being honest and saying, look, I'm not, I'm not a faith-motivated or a religious person, but their faith-based episodes are even still inspiring. So if you have skipped over my faith episodes because you're you're like, ah, oh, it's not for me. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe there is something for you that would be of encouragement. Even if we don't share the same um, perspective or beliefs, there certainly will be something that will help your confidence that you could take from it. And that is um, what, what great feedback for me that you shared that with me. Thank you so much. And thank you for contributing to my big, hairy, audacious goal. If you don't know what that, we, we call that a BHAG. And I want to ask you, what is your BHAG? Big, hairy, audacious goal. And a BHAG's not a BHAG till you share it. So if you if you y'all want, if you want to go next level in your goal and you want to step out and do something that's scary today, 
because we know that's how we grow in confidence. I'd, hit me up on Instagram, Trish underscore Blackwell, or on Facebook, I'm Trish Blackwell Coaching. I want to know what your BHAG is. What is your big, hairy, audacious goal? My BHAG this year was to get to 1,000 reviews. And you guys have heard that. It is vulnerable putting myself out there. And it's, yeah, it's super vulnerable. But if I'm going to ask you to do BHAGs, I'm going to step into mine as well. So um, yeah, reach out, hit me up. Let me know what your BHAG is. And you guys, I, in case you haven't heard, I did revamp our, our free webinar that I was offering a free webinar masterclass on how to have more confidence. And it is better than it ever was. And here's what's different. It's short and sweet. It's 30 minutes now instead of full hour. It shows you how to get, how exactly to get your next breakthrough. The three things you need to do that you probably are not doing. They're going to help you get to the next level of, of your confidence and courage and like just breakthrough. Like if you feel like you're running against something and you keep falling into the same pattern, then this how to get your next breakthrough class is for you. It is a free webinar and you can grab a spot today at trishblackwell.com forward slash webinar. I got the link in the show notes here and I'll send you a free workbook to go along with a masterclass. So check your email as soon as you as soon as you register, because this is a power packed punch boost to your confidence. That's going to, I am convinced is going to be the start of your next breakthrough. All right, let's dive into the dirty, shall we? What is perfectionism? And do you struggle with it? So I did a little research. I mean, I think we all have our own set definitions, but I wanted to do a, a pretty thorough exploration of this before I coached you on it. And it's a refusal, according to the dictionary, it is a refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. Now, we can hear that and say, well, that's that's obviously not me. I'm not going to be that type of person. But what are perfectionists? And this is according to um, a website that I've linked in my my um, show notes here, personalexcellence.co. And they say that in psychology, perfectionism is a personality trait characterized by a person striving for flawlessness and setting excessively high performance standards accompanied by overly critical self-evaluations and concerns regarding others evaluations all right now let me put in trish language it's a manifestation of comparison perfectionism is a moving finish line so what are these what are manifestations of perfectionism how does this how does this striving for flawlessness that personalexcellence.co talks about what is striving for flawlessness and having high excessively high standards or overly critical self-evaluations what how does that look well can be an all or nothing approach, can be extremely high standards, being excessively hard on yourself, um, extreme negativity or self-pressure. Could even be changed. This is where I I mentioned earlier, you heard me hint to the fact that that, uh, procrastination is often a perfectionistic um, quality and characteristic because refusal to start until absolutely prepared, that's perfectionism. The character of inflexibility, control and judgment also an obsession about the end result versus the process itself. It's a moving finish line of standards. So you first the standard is this, and then you're like, well, it could be a little bit better. So it's a finish line that is incessantly moving, impossible to reach. That success itself is never enough. You get it, you taste it, and you're like, ah, oh, it's not quite yet. I need a little bit more. I need just a little bit less weight. I need to make a little bit more um, money. I need to, to uh, have a little, uh, you know, just, just more followers and and more that's just a little bit more. It's that feeling that you're never doing enough and you never have enough time. Um, it's being hypercritical of mistakes and hypercritical of details about yourself that others don't even notice. 
It's also fear of failure, which sometimes is the opposite of that is a lack of a desire to start or total avoidance. Avoidance is perfectionism. Unrealistic standards and self-critical mindset and low self-esteem, often side effects of perfectionism, a frequent fear of disapproval from others. And also for me, especially I, I, my perfectionism was characterized by a high level of anxiety. And so let me share with you before we go into how to know if you are, hopefully if you, well, here's the bottom line. You struggle with perfectionism. If you've ticked off, I would say at least three of the things I just mentioned. Certainly some, some people are not perfectionists to have one or two of these. If you have at least three of if that resonated with you, there's a there's a chance that maybe um, you're struggling with a perfection perfectionistic mindset. It's a, it, it's a it's a prescription. It's a it's a behavior and a belief system that you have ascribed to that you have said, check, I will buy this, this will be my behavior. This is a personality trait that I'm going to amplify. Now, that's where this gets a little muddy. I feel like my personality was wired to be a perfectionist. And and it it is a negative manifestation of my personality. So let me one of the things that I was very helpful when I was working with my therapist through this is this, is that if you, you are a certain type of personality. There's a healthy version of that and there's an unhealthy version. So if I'm a quote unquote type A personality, there's a healthy version of that and there's an unhealthy version of that. And so I, I for years I used perfectionism as a crutch and said, well, it's just my personality trait. This is how I am. Which to be honest, you guys, if that that is what you've said before. And like I said, I said this for years myself. It is a victim statement if I've ever heard one. Oh, it's just how I am. Can't change it. Oh, just, uh, this is the victim. I, a victim has no control. A victim is a, a victim is is set in a, a limited, will not change, unchanging scenario. And then when I realized that my perfectionism was a victim mindset, I was like, "What?" Like that shifted a lot for me. And I also realized that I can have a healthy version of of my type A personality, and there's also an unhealthy version. And so that unhealthy version, it, for me, is when, manif- uh, when when perfectionism starts rearing its head and starts seeping into my behavior and um, my standards and my um, inability to find balance, or you write this like pressure of, of achievement and success. And so my relationship with perfectionism was that I always thought it was who I was. I literally thought that I'm just a perfectionist. It's who I am. And I, and I had to separate myself from that identity. It is not who I am. It is a is a manifestation of my personality that is a negative version of it. It is a um, unhealthy expression of my personality. So that that was game changing for me to realize this is not my identity. It is unhealthy expression, a natural unhealthy expression of my personality. And so it was a crippling crutch. And I used to be honest, I used to take a lot of pride in it because in school, you know, I went to a pretty competitive um, all girls boarding school and then a a highly competitive uh, college that, you know, I swam my whole time and was highly competitive. And it was, I think you're hearing the word here over and over, competitive 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 there's scarcity there's not enough people that if you want to be at the top you got to do extreme things right if you you want to and, and so this work ethic became um really what separated you and so i took great pride in saying no no i'm i'm detail oriented i'm oh i don't need to sleep i can just do it all yeah like i got it all under control and it was all performance based in order to, for me to make an effort to say am, am i special like do i stand out 
And so currently, I, I, I in order to break free and go into rehab for perfectionism, I legitimately had to say, this is not who I am. And it's also not who I want to be. Because I used to want to, I thought it was what made me special. I thought it was the only thing that was helping me excel. And I had to learn self-trust to say, I actually, I, I, don't, I don't have to go all or nothing. And my work in therapy with my therapist at the time helped me really pursue this idea of gray. It's so funny. I still remember the conversation to this day. I, I was sitting with her and I was like, no girl, like, listen, I am a black and white thinker. Like I just go, it's like, I know we're talking, I've got these pendulum personality traits. Like I do this or that it's all or nothing. I go, but that's just how I think. And, and God bless her. She said, but that's how you're choosing to think. It's this, I wrote myself off just to say, well, I just am a black and white thinker. I'm just extreme. And she introduced to me this concept of the color gray. And she's like, what if we just pursued the color gray as a color, not just black or white? And also then the other shift that she helped me that helped me uh, just tremendously in this area was the concept of like, you're going for perfection and that's cool, but that's, it's all subjective and it doesn't, it, it's always moving and it's impossible. Like you can understand um, objectively uh, that this is, you are pursuing something that is unrealistic. And I was like, I agree. So she said, instead of putting all that emotional effort into that, what would happen if you shifted your emotional effort into pursuing excellence? Pursue excellence. And I, for years, I, I, that was a statement. That was a, it was an affirmation I wrote out for myself on a daily basis. Pursue excellence. Pursue excellence. Pursue excellence. Because I needed to rewrite the wiring in my brain of this old identity. Um, and for me, as I've gone deeper and deeper into recovery as a recovering perfectionist, um, I've really, un I've really understood now that that my attachment to perfectionism was a warped understanding of love and of why I was loved. I, for years, thought I was loved because of what I did instead of for who I am. In fact, my, the same therapist when I first met her, I was telling her she was asking me questions and I was I, I was answering and she said, "Well, you still haven't answered my question. I want to know who you are, not what you do, not what you've done, not what you're going to do. Who are you?" And I was like, well, I don't know. Like that's that's that was the problem. But uh, and for me, coming from a from a Christian perspective, I realized that my my perfectionism was a lack of belief in God's goodness, an expressed lack of trust in God's goodness that that He has a good plan for me, that He's going to open up doors for me, that He can take my what I put out into the world and multiply it, that that He that He loves me, He created me with with exquisite uniqueness and purpose in the same way he did you and because of that because i am a child of god i am loved period not for who i for what i do and now that i'm a mom this is so it's it's a lot easier for me to wrap my head around because i can look at my children and my love for them is unwavering do i prefer the days when they're well behaved absolutely but on the days that they're not it doesn't change what i see in them how i love them the, the that i would go i would i would dive in front of them to take a bullet for them and it's not because they're because of anything they did that day. It's not for anything they're doing. It's not because I'm hoping they're gonna that Baker's gonna be an NBA star or he's gonna accomplish something or he's you know sh my daughter's gonna be you know the president of the United States of America. It's not for who they're doing or who they're. I have no idea what their dreams are. They're two, like two and four. I mean, but yet I thought I was only gonna be special because of what I accomplished. And it was a drive, right? It was this like, so anyways, it's this, for me, my relationship with recovery from perfectionism has been um, a letting go, a surrender of control. It's um, also a plan, like knowing, trusting that God's got a great plan for me and that he loves me. He loves me. 
Not what I do, not what I say, not what I can accomplish, not how much money I can make or how much money I can give, but just because I, I exist, because I breathe, because I am a daughter of him. Of, of him. I'm a his, like, right? So perfectionism has so many different layers. And if you struggle with perfectionism or if you have in your past and you're in recovery or like, like I am, there, your, your story, your relationship with perfectionism is going to have different contributors and reasons than mine. But there's, there's still an overlying. I'm sure there's some overlapping um, uh, contributors that you and I probably share. And these is just the, I'm stra- scratching the surface on some of the ones that contribute to me. But ultimately for me, the desire to attach so, so deeply and so, um, gosh, intensely to performance and and perfectionism was it was a way of control when the world around me felt chaotic when I couldn't fix my parents's relationship or make them love each other or when I couldn't be cool when I couldn't like get you know the boy I like to like me the thing I could control was my performance and so it felt safe it felt very safe and it felt like I was at least controlling something I could and then that, and to some extent, some of that's okay, but then it becomes an over and over control. And then it was me against the world. And that's a, it's isolating and lonely, and it can cripple your confidence as well. So what is the talk? Well, how does this cripple us? What is the toxic relationship between perfectionism and low confidence? But because well, at the core, perfectionism believes, perfectionism believes that one's worth is associated with one's performance and ability to be as close to perfect as possible. So perfectionism is therefore a belief that you are valuable based on what you do, not upon who you are. Because, and you can go, no, it's, I don't really believe that. But if you're struggling with perfectionism and you're trying to, and you're constantly striving and trying to prove yourself, prove yourself, prove yourself, prove yourself worthy, prove yourself, prove yourself, like it's, then, then that's what you believe. And, and that's when I realized, I'm like, but I don't really believe that. Yet my behavior and my identity was saying, yes, you do. Trish, you, I was living and acting and breathing as if my value was based on what I did, not on who I was. And so my challenging thought for you, one thing that helped me is I was like, well, how, now that I know that, how do I shift out of this? And I had to ask myself, okay, do I love the people in my life because of who they are or because what do they do, what they do? And I know the answer. I think you know the answer. I, I already have the people who I love the most. That I just, I think of my friend, Melissa. I think of my friend, Kim. I think of my brother. I think of his wife. I think of my dear friends. I think of my, the Filino twins. I think of these people who I adore, who bring me life, who bring me joy and laughter, who inspire me, who I would, who I would do anything for and has nothing to do with how much they weigh, has nothing to do with how much they make, has nothing to do with their level of influence in this world. It has nothing to do with whether they got a job or not. Like I, I love them because of who they are, not because of what they do. And so sometimes it's helpful to look at the people who you care the most about and go, wow, that is what people feel about me. And, you know, perfectionism gives rise to low confidence because it robs you of so much. And I listed out a few things and, and, and just to, just to highlight the toxicity, because you guys, it's, it's, it's tragic what, what I, especially in this culture where everything is a highlight reel on social media, where everybody is this perfectly curated image to look a certain way, to be impressive, to have status. And it's all feeding this this perfectionistic monster within that that is okay because it gives you drive it's it's then it becomes anything done excessively becomes dangerous it's like a glass of wine is okay but becoming an alcoholic can kill you 
and kill others. Like, so it's the same thing. Like, perfectionism can kill you. It, re- it legitimately can. It will rob you of life. It's not saying that there are some behaviors and things that you maybe, like, the healthy version of of uh, being a high achiever. Like, there's a healthy version of this and an unhealthy. Um, and I think the question is, well, if you go, well, is mine healthy or unhealthy? If we go back to what I was talking about earlier, um, if you're feeling anxious and you have, if you're feeling, like, crushed um, by self-criticism or low, low self-esteem, high levels of anxiety, fear of disapproval, worrying about what people think of you, performance, like wondering about your worth, then it's an unhealthy manifestation of it. If you're inspired and you're able to accomplish things and you're taking lots of action and you're courageous and you're stepping into fear, that's a healthy version of it. Does that make sense? So it gives rise to low confidence for a few things. I've got these listed out. Perfectionism robs you of your identity as a human. It does. Because it, it, it steals your identity. You are now a performance thing. You're now a show. Your identity as a human is because of who you are, not because of what you do. Perfectionism pulls you out of the love of a God who is filled with grace and mercy. Because in perfectionism, you're, you're, you're self-loathing, you're self-critical, you're harsh, you have these high standards. You swear that you're only harsh on yourself and critical of yourself, but that's not true. How we do one thing is how we do everything. It pulls you into a state of constant comparison and competition. It convinces, you, it convinces you not to start or that you're not ready or that you're not enough or that who are you to think? It focuses your attention on what you're doing wrong instead of on what you're doing right. It traps you into a limited or set mindset instead of freeing you into a growth mindset. So the growth mindset is this mindset that says, I'm always learning, I'm always growing, I'm always becoming more and more, I'm being transformed, I'm being changed. I don't have to be perfect in this, I just have to be willing to learn and adapt. Whereas a limited mindset was like, gosh, like, why do I keep messing up? Oh man, I'm not smart enough. Like the statement, I'm not smart enough, or I'm a student of life, those are great examples of um, uh, defining difference between a limited mindset and a growth mindset. And so a limited mindset is going to keep you exactly where you are. And what we say earlier is perfectionism is a prison. Perfectionism, it, it creates a mentality saturated with judgment and criticism. And, I, and this was such a hard one for me to accept because as, as, and as somebody who really, really worked to, to make loving others a priority in my life, my whole life, I've, I've always wanted to live out the principles that I, I learned in the Bible and, and be love and be generous and kind and, and accepting and loving. And, you, and, and I would say, I remember, I remember conversations where people said, gosh, Trish, you're so hard on yourself. I'm like, or so critical of yourself or your performance. And I'd say, yeah, but I'm only that way of me. I'm, you're doing great. And I always say that. And I actually would think that I was thinking that. But you guys, now that I'm in recovery, I see that I wasn't. How we judge others is, how, how we judge ourselves is how we will judge others. And so you've always heard how, like, do unto others as you want done to yourself. But if we flip it, it's the same thing. I mean, the, I didn't want, I, uh, what's so crazy is I, I have, somebody that I love dearly in my life has somebody, is somebody who, who lives with a constant state of criticism. And I, this is one person in that one area, I want nothing to, I want to be nothing like. Like I ran from that person's criticism. I hated it. I hated the way their criticism manifested. I hated how how clouded and dark and negative it made them. And like it just hurt me. And I was like, okay, anything to do to not be like that. Yet there I was being that to myself. I, it was just a different way. 
And so it, it really, it's, it's, it robs you. It's toxic. Um, it also establishes a baseline in negativity. And that goes hand in hand with this criticism concept. It suffocates out. It chokes out peace, freedom, presence, and joy because it always feels pressure. Where there is pressure, there cannot be peace. Where there is pressure, there cannot be presence. Where there is pressure, you are th saying, oh my gosh, I'm behind. I need to do more. I need to do, 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 do. And go back to, are we human beings or are we human doings? It's going back to, I need to be. And the final three things I, I wrote down to, to share with you about what, how, why is perfectionism in line with this low self-confidence is that it prevents you from thriving in the flow and stepping into your calling. And to be honest, for me, at least in my personal experience, it separates you from God. For me, it was like, I want to do this on my own. I don't, I, I mean, God can help me with all these other things, but you know, I keep messing up. I got to fix this. God is a God of mercy and grace and goodness. And you know, I can go on and on. We're going to dive a little bit more into this concept a little bit in our Thursday episode this week. Um, but hopefully I've convinced you to say, all right, sign me up. Where's rehab? Like <laughs> that's, I want, I want to build this to where's rehab? How do I start? Let's go into recovery. So I have eight ways for you to go into recovery from perfectionism. Number one, get a therapist or work with a coach. Life-changing for me. And I've done both. And I believe in therapy and in coaching, and I will have both my whole life. There's a reason where we have community and mentorship and that, and I, right? Like, and so if you don't know where to start, Google. If you don't know where to start, find a therapist, Google. Psychology Today has tons of opportunities there and, and according to where you are. If you still are like, oh, but what if they don't accept my insurance? They, they list it all out. The, who takes insurance, who doesn't? And it's okay to feel scared. It's okay to feel like, oh, why am I doing this? This is stupid. Throw those thoughts away. They're going to be there. Just don't listen to them. And then, coach, well, you got me. Come join us in college confidence. Easy solution there. Um, number two, Decide to draw a line in the sand of your personal story. Decide to say, okay, before then, this is what I was. Now, I'm not anymore. I'm separating myself. I've stepped into recovery. In the same way uh, a, a drug addict or alcoholic says that first time, I'm done. And you're going to step in to a meeting. You're going to go to AA. You're going to go to NA. You're going to go to OA, to Overeaters Anonymous. When you say, I'm ready to be done with this addiction, you draw the line in the sand. doesn't mean... You don't maybe have a slip up or you mess up. I hope you, but it's a recovery. It's a process. But you can still remember the day you say, this is when things changed. One of the things that changed for me, and this was the start of it, but I still had like, so a, a lot of work past that. I changed the, the last, I changed my name. I mean, not drastically. For those of you who have known me my whole life, you're like, no, you didn't. But I did. My name, my, my full name is Trisha. And um, not I'm not a Patricia. I'm a Trisha, and I always I always hated saying that as a kid because I feel like I slur at Trisha. Like, uh, anyways, I had the self consciousness about it, and I went by Trisha until I was probably 23. It's even hard for me to say it to you guys here. It's so funny, um, but I dropped the A from my name when I got into personal training. I just felt like Trish was felt me felt right, and it also was this line in the sand. It was a, a day that I said. I am changing. I am not who I always have been. I'm going to step into that confident version of me that I know I can become. And, and that dropping the A from my name and becoming Trish was life-changing. And I can always point back to I know when that started. And so there's something powerful to say, this is the before and this is the after. 
And you might just, it might be as simple, it might be changing your name. It might be um, just making a note to the day to say, I'm not going to be this way anymore. Number three, embrace change. I want you to embrace that growth mindset mentality, but embrace the fact that this is going to be uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable. But if, if, you, if, what, if what you're doing now is not working for you, you got nothing to lose. Just the only thing you got to know is that it's going to feel weird. Be okay with that. That's the beauty of change. And everything's always changing. We're, there, there's, we're fools to think that things are going to stay the same. And so the sooner you can embrace change, the more, the more successful you'll be in stepping into a place of recovery and stepping into a place of joy and confidence and just like deep peace and contribution to this world. Number four. I'm going to share with you what my therapist said to me. Go pursue gray. I want you to go for that gray and to stop copping out and using this justification of, well, I'm just a black and white thinker. You are not. You get to choose how you think. You might have a propensity to think one way or the other, but you get to choose how you think. Number five. I want you to obsess over kindness. This is going to help you obsess over being kind to others, obsess over being kind to yourself, help you step out of criticism and judgment and really say like, like, okay, what do I want? I want to, I want to throw kindness out like confetti because then you realize it's just about connection. This world is about love, not performance. And sometimes just focusing in and narrowing in something as simple as kindness can be really revolutionizing to your step into recovery perfectionism. Number six, shift into a growth mindset versus a, fix, a fixed mindset. We've already shared about this, but understanding that you the, that if you embrace a growth mindset, you will you will walk in a place of of confidence, of of happiness, of hey, it's okay that I don't, I'm not perfect. It's okay if I don't know everything because I'm growing. It's okay that I'm still learning the same lesson because I'm patient. I'm growing. I don't have to be perfect because I'm loved because of who I am, not because of what I'm doing or how well I'm doing or how pretty I am or how much money I'm making or how popular I am. I just get to be me, and I'm going to grow and grow and become a better version, better and better and better, better, better version of me. That's 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 beautiful. And it's freeing and light. Number seven, understand who you are, not just what you do. Now that's hard. I mean, I told you myself when I was sharing earlier, like I was, when my, my therapist said just, oh, well, who are you? And it's like, well, is that, isn't that the million dollar question? And isn't that a million dollar question? If that's a question that you can answer, you can change everything about your life. You know, I feel like, okay, what are you going to tell me? I feel like this whole, uh, my, uh, this, what, we're on episode 335. There are 335 episodes so far that are helping you with this question. If you're ready to go deeper, then coaching and therapy is going to be the next step. Um, I got to tell you, I think the College of Confidence, which you can find out, find more info on at collegeofconfidence.com is a place to go to go, okay, who is it that I am? We have courses that help you walk through this, know what questions to journal, help you understand and explore like, what is it that makes my soul sing? What is it that um, I could get lost doing? What is it that I can contribute to this world? What is special and unique about me? Under, but but it, it's, you're not going to get the answers right away. And that's okay. It's, this is, um, it's an adventure. It's an opportunity to kind of just explore yourself and say, let's just, let's figure out what does, what is it that makes me tick? What did I love to do as a, as a child? And start embracing these unique things about you and unique interests and understanding who you are and that you aren't just average. You aren't just somebody random in the world. You have deep purpose and it's not by based on what you can do or on how you look. And then finally, number eight, taste the love and the delight that the creator has for you. 
And you know, this is a, this could be a whole episode itself as well, but if you could just, if we slow down enough and we aren't distracted and we pay attention to just how beautiful life is, how the wind sounds, how the air tastes at the beach, how the leaves on the trees turn upside down right before a storm in the summer, how how kind it how how you can literally feel love when somebody's kind enough to let you cross the street not in a you know maybe not in a crossing walk but they stop and they wave and you wave to a stranger you're never going to see again that there's small cross crossing of your lives that there's this love that's expressed through kindness that eh, there's this delight in the daily in the small things in the and that's where i think saturating yourself and grounding yourself in gratitude paying attention to the big things and the little things the smell of coffee and the somebody the person who bought bought your gave you a free um pen today or or a breakthrough that you had like really celebrating your wins and seeing slowing down enough to not focus on the negative of life but see the beauty that surrounds you to me i really interpret that as the love and and love and delight from god like and that gives me this ability to say i don't need to be pressured i don't need to be rushed I don't need to be performed. I just, gosh, I just need to soak up and enjoy this love. Like if you've ever been on vacation where it's just like such a good day, you're like, all I want to do is just soak this up. The laughter, the fun, the things we're doing together as a family, like this is just, this is brilliant. And you're, you're, your mind doesn't go anywhere else. You're not thinking about the things that your email, you're not thinking about the next, um, I don't know, job opportunity you want. You're just there because it's so good that it's too good to, to waste. What if we did that every day? I believe there's there's slivers of, of our day that we can we can step into that place of peace. If you want more coaching on that, I would love to work with you one on one because it, it definitely is a mindset shift. We have to look and we have to change some pattern time management behavior patterns and um, thought approach. But it is it's it's a beautiful way to step into recovery from perfectionism. So I hope you guys are inspired. You're going into rehab today. These eight steps will help you, and I want to encourage you. It's going to be a journey because recovery is, but that's okay. You don't have to have figured out by tomorrow. You just have to start today. And that is the good news. Before we um, highlight our listener of the episode, I do have one quick announcement. Just as a reminder, you can't think your way into being more confident. You have to act your way into it. Meaning you take action. Do, do what, if you're overthinking, if you're, if you want to do things perfectly, just take action. So don't think about taking my new webinar. Just do it. The link to webinar registration is the best place to start. Go to trishblockwell.com forward slash webinar and let's spend 30 minutes face-to-face. Let's spend 30 minutes really diving in to how to transform your confidence, how to change your thoughts, how to take action on what you need to do to get that breakthrough that you deserve, my friend. All right, and again, that's trishblockwell.com forward slash webinar. Our listener of the week is somebody super sweet on Insta. And she said, it's Lissy Carrera. And um, girl, I just, one, I loved your message, but also my cousin's name is Lissy. And I think it's a sweet, fun name. So in honor of my Lissy, I'm highlighting this Lissy. And she said, Trish, you are amazing. You've made such an impact in my life. And whenever I need you the most, you know exactly what to say to help me take action and keep pushing forward. Thank you for what you do. You truly have a calling for this. I'm so thankful I came across your podcast. I tell everyone around it. And that, my friend, is also why you got listener episode because you're telling your friends. And you know what? That's what friends do. 
friends tell friends about things that are awesome. So I hope you pass this podcast along. I hope you have an amazing day. Make sure you hit subscribe and that way you don't miss any of them popping into your inbox and a little notification to remind you it's your time of the week to get some clear thinking, some motivation, some encouragement, and some podcast love. So hit that subscribe and then I'll see you guys in just a couple of days on our next episode. Now go out there today. Go be more of who you are. Be you. Be free. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Confidence Podcast, we invite you to check out collegeofconfidence.com. The College of Confidence is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of personal confidence growth. If you're still figuring out how to silence self-doubt or like the reflection you see in the mirror, this is the place for you. Or if you're already pretty self-assured and are just looking for ways to chase your dreams with more courage and more gusto, then the College of Confidence can help you get to that next level. With our extensive course library, monthly trainings, live coaching calls, and exclusive Ask Anything forum, you get the most affordable and accessible coaching support available online anywhere. The College of Confidence is a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement, and advice. Memberships are available specializing in self-confidence, social confidence, and professional confidence, and start at the affordable price of just $20. It is the place for anyone looking to be free from the bondage of self-doubt or self-sabotage. It is the place where we coach you to step confidently into the calling God created you to live out. Check it out and join us today at collegeofconfidence.com.